This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee, where the governor is once again refusing to issue any sort of statewide lockdown to prevent the spread of coronavirus, even as the number of confirmed fatalities has risen to 18 in the Sunshine State. Ron DeSantis is under attack for his perceived failure to act. Democrats are lining up to unload on the gov. You'll hear from three Florida congresswomen, Donna Shalala, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, and Debbie McCursell Powell. If you were one of the thousands of Floridians who tried to file for unemployment online, chances are you received an error message. Then if you called the helpline, you got a recording. The Department of Economic Opportunity is trying. Well, let's just leave it there. They're trying. Florida's award-winning park system is closed for the duration of the virus. They were trying to limit crowds, but that didn't work, so a shutdown is now in effect. Senator Rick Scott says forget the corporate bailouts. What people need is a moratorium on rent, mortgage payments, and utility bills. A group called the Florida Housing Justice Alliance loves the idea. They're asking the governor to run with it. We'll also have your daily calendar of political events and get the latest from Florida Man, including one story that has absolutely nothing at all to do with the damned virus. Just think of it as a way to cleanse your psychic palate. And now, the top stories on Sunrise for Tuesday, March 24th. As the number of COVID-19 cases in Florida hits 1,227, including 18 fatalities, the governor is faced with accusations of pulling his punches in the fight against coronavirus. Ron DeSantis traveled to the villages in central Florida Monday, where a new facility allows residents of the senior community to drive up in their golf carts and get tested. And he said supplies are on the way to the beleaguered nursing homes and adult living facilities. We want all nursing homes and ALF throughout the state to have enough personal protective equipment so that any staff member that interacts with a resident at least has one of those respiratory masks. Uh, We'd like them to have the gloves and the other stuff, but at least you have that. Um, And so to begin this effort in the next 48 hours, the Department of Emergency Management and Department of Health will be sending out the following to facilities throughout the state. Almost 60,000 N95 masks, 141,000 procedure masks, almost 27,000 shields, 22,000 gowns, and 78,000 gloves. Uh, And so that is something that's very important, particularly given the demographic that we're looking to protect against COVID-19. Protective gear for healthcare workers is still in short supply. Jared Moskowitz at Florida's Emergency Management Office says replacements are expected in the next few days. The state of Florida is uh, working on the largest logistics mission we ever uh, have worked on in in state's history, uh, larger than any uh, hurricane uh, logistics mission, whether that's Michael or Irma. uh, This dwarfs that uh, by by some fold. Uh, We are working logistics 24 hours a day at the warehouse now with the support of the National Guard. Uh, We are using uh, both vans, 18-wheelers, and aircraft uh, to move uh, life-saving PPE uh, and collection swabs uh, around this state uh, 24 hours a day and we are constantly pushing things down to county staging sites filling those critical mission requests uh, so that can go out to the hospitals we are constantly getting rolls from the hospitals as far as how many days left they have of ppe what their daily burn rate is so that we can constantly keep them uh, ahead of any uh, emergent uh, situation so we have 7 million n95 masks uh, on order Uh, we have 5 million procedural masks uh, on order Uh, those are coming in in several hundred thousands we got about 400,000 in yesterday I expect the first million uh, one big order coming in also uh, on uh, on the 28th Uh, and so uh, we are turning the page uh, on PPE so that is uh, that is good news for the state of Florida 
we are also working with uh, vendors on ventilators uh, and the federal government to make sure that we have the, the required number of ventilators that could possibly need to be used in the state of Florida. So we have started pre-positioning a lot of those ventilators across the state, uh, and we are receiving ventilators literally off the assembly, assembly line uh, directly from uh, the manufacturers, as well as getting uh, ventilators pushed to us uh, from the federal government. So we thank our federal partners for their help. But there's a rising chorus of complaints about the response by state and federal officials. South Florida Congresswoman Donna Shalala ran the Department of Health and Human Services under Bill Clinton from 93 to 2001. She says the lack of action by the Trump administration will kill people. She also wonders why politicians with no symptoms are being tested while their constituents wait online. Pandemics are a test of leadership. And both the president, you ask me what I'm worried about, I'm worried about the president. I'm worried about uh, the president, but I'm now worried about our governor as well. Both of them are failing the test of leadership. They're much too timid, much too controlled by, uh, uh, by a failure uh, to understand the depths of this crisis. And it is it's not only putting people at risk, um, it's about life and death. And if they don't step up, uh, many people will die unnecessarily. As for Rand Paul, he's a doctor. He should have known better. His behavior was irresponsible, in my judgment. I have no idea why some elected officials in Miami have been tested unless they had exposure or um, who actually uh, had symptoms. Um, uh, there's a good reason why our colleague uh, Mario diaz Ballard got tested, because he literally had symptoms and he had the disease, but why uh, elected officials and possibly their family members uh, got tested, uh, they have to tell the public why they got in front of the line. And the one thing we learn uh, when we're representing people is not to get in the front of the line. Um, and to use the argument, the continuity of government um, is, is not acceptable when Thousands of people uh, need to be tested uh, in our community for good reason. Congresswoman Debbie McCursell Powell says Governor Ron DeSantis made the outbreak worse by refusing to issue a statewide order closing the beaches and ordering non-essential workers to stay home. I have asked them to implement a stay-at-home order for the entire state of Florida, and I've asked them to enforce the CDC recommendations of limiting crowds to more than no more than 10 people. I have been seeing, getting calls, from a lot of people here in Miami-Dade and also in Monroe that people are still gathering, they're still conducting business as usual, although Monroe County has called for the closure of hotels and restaurants and um, as well as Miami-Dade, many restaurants have closed. Uh, we need to stop reacting to the data that we're getting and start be being more proactive so that we can contain the spread of this virus here in the state of Florida. I have asked the governor to urge the president to utilize the powers uh, to the powers of the Defense Production Act, which he still has not put in place. We need to make sure that FEMA is ready to expand surge capacity here in Florida and start establishing healthcare facilities. And I'm asking the governor's office to make sure that he uses his executive authority to ensure funding is passed by the, that the funding that we pass in Congress goes directly to our workers here. We're not going to be able to contain um, or start a road to economic recovery if we can't contain the virus. So why has the governor been so timid about ordering people to stay home? Here's what he had to say during his media event in the villages. 
there's a lot of folks out there who, um, you know, who are doing the right thing. And some of these things, I don't want to put somebody in a position where some type of an order, if they can comply, then they're going to suffer financial catastrophe, health problems. So there's whole chain reaction that could go to some of this stuff. And I'm also mindful, if you look at what happened in New York, when they did the, the stay-at-home order, what did people do? Well, a lot of people fled the city, and they're going to stay with their parents, or they're flying. We're getting huge amounts of people flying in. We're looking at how to address those flights. So for every action, there's a reaction. Um, so we're going to consider uh, what would make sense for Florida. I do think we'll end up you know, doing some more stuff very soon. Uh, but at the end of the day, you're going to have a group of people who are not going to comply and are going to put themselves first. And the fewer number of those there are, the better off we'll be. Our seniors, you don't need any mandates. They will do what's recommended. They will protect themselves. I think you have another class of people, you know, who are just selfish. You know, you shut down the bar. They go to a, a, a house party. You know, you, you have no beach, so they go to a sandbar, which is technically not the beach. Um, and so I would just say for those folks, um, you know, you need to cool it and let's get through this because the more stuff you're doing, uh, the more difficult and longer that this may go. And I think that if we you know, take good action now, then we're probably going to be better off, um, even in the immediate short term. But man, you have some folks, it's like a water balloon. You, know, you pose a restriction, that water goes somewhere else, and they're always looking to do whatever they can to game the system. The governor's critics say that's not a reason, it's an excuse. And frankly, they're tired of excuses from the governor and the president. Later in the podcast, you'll hear from Congresswoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who says the governor is failing his first big test. Florida Senator Rick Scott is calling for a moratorium on rent, mortgage payments, fees, and utilities to ease economic burdens on Americans during the global pandemic. The president has ordered a freeze on evictions and foreclosures, but Scott's proposal goes further, suggesting landlords and lenders not be allowed to collect on bills for now. In a column published by Fox Business, Scott said it makes more sense than bailing out major companies. A group called the Florida Housing Justice Alliance has written to the governor asking him to issue a series of executive orders ensuring housing security during the COVID state of emergency. Among other things, the renters, manufactured homeowners, and housing advocates are asking him to cancel all mortgage, rent, and small business lease payments during the emergency and to place a moratorium on evictions, foreclosures, and utility cutoffs. If you are hoping to get away from it all by heading to a state park, it's time to come up with an alternative plan. All 176 state parks in Florida are closed, as officials contend with the pandemic. They've also been limiting hours and admitting fewer people to the parks in the past week, but officials at the Department of Environmental Protection said that really didn't do the trick, so they are closed until further notice. If you're one of the thousands of Floridians who tried to file for unemployment Monday, you have our condolences. Everything has to go online through the Department of Economic Opportunity, but when you try it, it can be excruciating. You can spend hours trying to jump through the hoops only to get kicked out of the system. And sometimes you get a message that says this. The system has experienced an unexpected technical error. Please close your internet browser, then reopen it and log back in to connect through your normal process. You may need to try this once or twice to be successful, and we appreciate your patience. If this error continues to appear, please contact the Department of Economic Opportunity, DEO, at 1-800-204-2418. You know what? If you call that number, you get a recording. All of our phone lines are busy, and we are unable to offer our callback option at this time. Please visit our website, floridajobs.org, to review the Reemployment Assistance Frequently Asked Questions. We apologize for any inconvenience. Thank you for calling the Florida Reemployment Assistance Program and for your patience during this time of high call volume. So let's review. 
If you can't make the website work to file for unemployment, they tell you to call. When you call, they basically say we're too busy to talk. Use the website. It's the endless loop of failure. Next up on the Sunrise interview, more complaints about the government's response to coronavirus. This is Sunrise from Florida Politics. We all know that guy who says he knew Trump was going to win long before election night. Had he known about Predict It, he could have put his money where his mouth was and made a little extra cash in the process. Predict It is like the stock market for politics. You can buy and sell shares in future events and elections, both foreign and domestic. During the 2018 midterms, Predict It beat other national pollsters like Nate Silver in election night predictions, and it wasn't even close. It's easy and only costs a few bucks to get started. Our listeners can get a special introductory offer by visiting predictit.org slash promo slash F-L-A-P-O-L. Welcome back to Sunrise. Our guest today is Congresswoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who is part of a conference call organized by the Florida Democratic Party to mark the 10th anniversary of Obamacare. Now, to be honest, I doubt if any of the reporters who covered the call really cared much about the Affordable Care Act. We were there to hear about coronavirus, and Wasserman Schultz didn't pull any punches. She says Donald Trump has failed Americans from the very beginning and is still spreading misinformation about the virus that contradicts the CDC. She also believes the president is refusing to invoke the Defense Production Act to force companies to make more protective gear because he doesn't want to be branded as a socialist. We have to make sure that we have a president who is willing to issue an implementation of the Defense Production Act. And quite frankly, I I will say this straight out loud. I believe strongly the reason that he won't issue the order to implement and have manufacturers produce more PPEs is because he's afraid of getting called a socialist in, uh, later in the election or afraid to not be able to illegitimately call, call Democrats socialists if he takes an action that he perceives as, uh, as socialistic. I mean, this president has no comprehension of the dire straits that states and health systems are, are, are in and what people are up against. You have not only New York, but, but Florida as well, that are running out of supplies. And we're, we're about to apparently have to make a decision to just stop testing most people. And, and then we're going to have a virus that will get worse without us even knowing, without people knowing, that will, that will cause people to not know that they need to really remain at home and very serious. We already are trying to get people to take social, social isolation seriously. And if, the, if we can't even test people, and make sure that they stay at home at least for that 14 days once they know they have the virus, then we're going to have an interminable period of time in which this will spread and people will die. Wasserman Schultz says the governor hasn't done much better than Trump because he's refusing to issue any sort of statewide order, forcing people to stay home to limit the spread of the virus. He has the power, but Wasserman Schultz says he doesn't have the will. We have a situation in Florida where we have a governor who has been really irresponsible and... um, and and has has had an absence of leadership. I'm trying to think of the nicest way I can put it. I mean, for a governor to say at a press conference on Friday, like DeSantis did, that he hesitates to tell people, you know, he's not the kind of person that likes to tell people what to do. Um, in the midst of a public health crisis, in the third largest state in the country with the highest concentration of elderly, um, and that he used that as a lame excuse excuse as to why he wouldn't order the closure of all public beaches is an outrage. 
he is causing more sickness and death without taking a leadership role that ensures that all non-essential businesses are closed around the state, that all, all beaches are closed around the state. What he's doing is prolonging what will absolutely be necessary, like about, I think, seven other states have taken already, is that we need to make sure, through an order by the governor, that people stay at home. We are a very vulnerable population. At this moment, Volusia and Flagler counties, St. Augustine Beach and Daytona Beach, are still open. There are beaches around the state that are still open. There are uh, you know, non-essential businesses that are still open. We have spring breakers who have been here who not only can infect our residents, but they, can also, they will also likely go back home and infect the people in their hometowns. And, I, I mean, the, the governor should not have run for an executive office if he doesn't like to make executive decisions. It's putting people at risk. And it's not just Governor DeSantis. Wasserman Schultz says the Republicans who control state government could have provided health care to one million low-income Floridians by simply expanding Medicaid eligibility. The feds would have picked up most of that. But they refused for philosophical reasons. And now they are reaping the returns. There is no substitute for having health care coverage so that you can make sure if you are not feeling well, you can go to the doctor immediately and you're no longer needing to use the emergency room as your primary access point for your health care. When you have health insurance coverage, you can get a well check. You can make sure that you can stay healthy. You catch illness earlier. Governor DeSantis and the Republicans in this state have left nearly a million people without health care coverage that could have it immediately that would be covered 90 percent by the federal government in terms of cost. It is an outrageous, irresponsible, uncaring action or lack of action. And they are now, we are now in the minority of states and even the majority of Republican governors who are in office have supported the expansion and implemented the expansion of Medicaid. It's just, it's outrageous. In times of crisis, Americans tend to rally around the president and not ask too many questions. But that only works when you A, tell the truth, or B, offer a very believable lie. So far, Trump has done neither, and Wasserman Schultz says we're already paying the price. Your calendar of events begins with the Southwest Florida Water Management District Governing Board meeting at 10 o'clock. You can't go in person, but you can watch the meeting online or listen in by phone. The Audit Committee and the Finance and Investment Committee of Citizens Property Insurance Corporation's Board of Governors is holding conference calls beginning at 3. And finally today, the non-stop adventures of Florida man who can make us smile during times of crisis. A Florida man and Okeechobee County Commissioner who suggested you can protect yourself from coronavirus by blowing hot air into your nose with a hairdryer says he is sorry. There's no science behind the idea, but Commissioner Bryant Culpepper heard it on the One American News Network. That's the right-wing operation that became Donald Trump's new favorite after Fox News began criticizing him. Well, after several days of scorn and ridicule, Culpepper went back on Facebook to say, I am heartfully sorry for my comments I made on social media. I was only trying to comfort those in Okeechobee who have no insurance to treat their families. By the way, if you want more crazy, check out some of his other comments on Facebook where he downplays the threat of the virus. My favorite is the one where he says Trump's failure to take swift action to limit travel from China was all the fault of the Senate Democratic leader Chuck Schumer. Went on to call him an asshole and a filthy scumbag. 
Finally, deputies say a Florida man who was pulled over in Auburndale for running a stop sign was naked when he emerged from his car, except, of course, for that string that was wrapped around his body and was tied to his penis and testicles. 59-year-old Jerry Sanders is charged with running the stop, fleeing from the cop, and multiple drug charges because they found meth and marijuana in his car. Sanders never did explain the string, but it was a nice way to end on a story that has absolutely nothing to do with a pandemic. That's it for this episode of Sunrise. I'm Rick Flagg in Tallahassee, inviting you to join us again tomorrow as we plumb the depths of Florida politics.